0: Good morning, our Bible reading today is from 1 Samuel chapter 2, it can be found on page 417 in your Bibles. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord, in the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like you, Lord, there is no one beside you, there is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance for the Lord is a God who knows and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken and those who stumble are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food but those who are hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren has borne seven children, but she, who had many sons, pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes And has them inherit a throne of honour. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of, of his faithful servants. But the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken the Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, and, uh, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. Um, just looking, looking around the room this morning and noticing there's lots of youth kind of
1: helping out and involved in different ways. Um, and Hannah's about to come up and, and, and keep helping in, in another way as well. But it's just a, yeah, a really cool thing to see all the way that different youth, are not just this morning, but other Sundays as well, are jumping into serving. So I just want to say thanks so much, guys, for, for everything you're doing. Um, but Hannah, Hannah's going to come up. Would you welcome Hannah? Thank you, thank you. Um, so Hannah is, is my, my volunteer um, for this morning, my willing volunteer, who I asked to be my volunteer um, just before... <laughs> Um, so, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but when I was trying to choose movies as a kid, and this is way back when, like, you had, to, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, Blockbuster, Hannah? Have you ever been to Blockbuster? That's fair enough. So, when you used to hire DVDs, right, go out and get a physical copy of a DVD, right? Um, you kind of bring it home, but sometimes you'd have lots of different DVDs, and with your family, you couldn't figure out what DVD you wanted to watch, right? So, the system in place for doing that, for figuring out which DVD you'd choose is, You'd, find, you'd be all a mess of DVDs, you'd pick up two, you'd hold them both in your hands and you'd decide, I'd prefer this one over this one. So you'd put that one down Then you'd pick up the, D- the next DVD, you'd hold them up and you'd say, actually, I'd prefer this movie over this movie and then you put that down and eventually you kind of whittle it down and you get to the movie you want. Hannah's going to help me kind of demonstrate this. Um, so Hannah, we've got a bunch of different things on this, on this table here. Um, first things first, I'm just going to give you this thing, this paddle and this headphone, this set of headphones. All right, Hannah. For you, like which which one of those is mo- gets you most excited? Which one do you prefer? The headphones? The headphones? Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Um, what about some a nice box of English breakfast? I don't like tea. You don't like tea? Okay. <laughs> all right. That's fair enough. Man, the headphones. Okay. What about this microphone? Um, no, I think I'm loud enough for my siblings. Loud enough for your siblings? Okay. Okay. What about what about what about this this great book? Which is the um the commentary on the new testament use of the old testament yeah i'm gonna get judged if I don't. Put that's okay that's good that's good okay well done well done okay next thing is this big thing of coffee which would you prefer you don't like coffee i was gonna say you can't really go with that without that but that's that's fair enough that's okay that's to you i'm impressed all right what about a big old trusty copy of john calvin's institutes of the christian religion which, which one are you gonna choose <laughs> it's a great question It's like, that's a good, that's good. Look, I've found for both these books I actually make great doorstops, so if you're ever, if you're ever needing. Okay, so that's, that's, that's kind of the game. It's quite hard to compare, isn't it, and figure out, like, do I want institutes or do I want the commentary on the New Testament use of the Old Testament? It's a pretty hard decision to make, right? There's lots of different things to compare here. Um, but then you kind of throw something else into the mix. I don't know, maybe like a block of chocolate or something. we have got to play the game again. We're going to, we're going to try it again. Um, Right, let's let's start with John Calvin. All right, which which would you prefer? Which um, what do you reckon? Okay, yeah, okay. What about what about microphone? Still no. Still no? All right. Um, coffee. Don't like coffee. You man, you man getting through these things? The commentary on the New Testament use of the Old Testament. Am actually ever going to finish reading this? No. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. What about last last thing? Let's let's see. All right, all right, do you want to just hold up that block of chocolate? All right, so Hannah's kind of showing, like, nothing, nothing really does compare to a delicious block of chocolate, right? Like, that's, that's a lot easier, isn't it, when you've got that block of chocolate and all these other things that just don't, don't compare to it? It's like, it's fair enough. All right, can you just thank Hannah for, for coming out the front? Thank you so much. Um, you can take that with you, yeah. All right. Well, uh, in, the, in the passage this morning, right, I think this is, this is pretty clear, right? Uh, Hannah is helping us see that there is no one like God. There's no one, nothing, that compares to God. Uh, we started uh, this series looking at prayer last Sunday, looking at the foundations of prayer. Uh, but this morning it is all about prayers of praise to the God we know, as Bonnie said in the kids talk before. But because He is a God that we can know, which is incredible. Uh, Last week, Carl opened up 2 Corinthians 4, just like he did at the start of the service this morning. And, And you read this together in light of the gospel, hope, and the message that's going out into all the world. Paul writes, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And you thought last week about what it looks like to pray to God in light of this, in light of eternity. See, prayer helps us have our vision in our hearts aimed toward God. And this morning, as we read through 1 Samuel 2 and Henna's prayer, I want us to have this in mind. There's a quote that's just going to come up on the screen behind me. Uh, Praise helps our vision and our hearts be fixed on God as we remember and respond to who He is. Praise helps our vision and our hearts be fixed on God as we remember and respond to who He is. And there is actually nothing about our God that is not praiseworthy. Everything about Him is worthy of praise. Hannah says in 1 Samuel 2, in those first couple of verses, My heart rejoices in the Lord. And the Lord my horn is lifted high, my mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord, there is no one besides you, there is no rock like our God. See, Hannah praises God for who he is as the incomparable God, a God who saves. There are really three ways that Hannah helps us pray to God in praise for who he is this morning as our hearts and vision are set on Him in response to who He is. Uh, and those three things to praise God for are, firstly, that He is the incomparable God. Secondly, that He is the God who transforms. And thirdly, He is the God who wins. If you've got an outline in front of you, you'll see those three points there if you'd like to take notes. My right, first point is the incomparable God. Hannah's prayer is a really amazing prayer. Uh, because it's a prayer that highlights and praises God, not just for the way that he has worked in her life, but for the way he is working and will continue to work in the lives of his people, Israel. Uh, see, chapter 1 of 1 Samuel reveals some of Hannah's story to us. Um, she is one of two wives of a man called Elkanah. And this man had one other wife called Peninnah. Now, Peninnah, she had children while Hannah had none. And Peninnah didn't like Hannah. Uh, Because their husband favoured Hannah a lot more. So, Penina used what she knew was a source of great pain and grief for Hannah to hurt her. See, when we read 1 Samuel 1 verse 6 to 8, we read, Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Year after year we read this goes on. Now cast your eyes over the rest of 1 Samuel when you get the chance. Um, Hannah eventually does have a son called Samuel. He's a prophet or a mouthpiece of God to Israel. It's the one that 1 and 2 Samuel are named after. See, Hannah prays for a son who she can give to the Lord to be raised up to serve God all the days of, of his life. And God goes on to answer that prayer. Samuel means God has heard. But what I want us to pay attention to now in chapter 1, just briefly before we move on, is actually the way that Hannah approaches God at this time. See, as she prays to God, we read in 1 Samuel 1 verse 10, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And we read that while she was praying and, and weeping and in great anguish because of the state she was in, Eli, who was a priest, He sees her and and he thinks that she's drunk in verse 13. This is the kind of state that she's in. So how does Hannah come before God in 1 Samuel 1? Well, She comes before God messy and in need. She doesn't pretend before God. She doesn't pray what she thinks God wants to hear from her. She cries out to him as the God she knows him to be. And as her grief turns to praise in chapter 2... I think we find out who she knows her God to be. Hannah praises God as she prays, saying, There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Now, the truly amazing thing about Hannah's story, the thing to really highlight about her prayer, is that in Hannah's story and in her prayer in, in chapter 1 and 2, Well, she serves as both a reflection of Israel's state before God of great need and also reflects how God will answer that great need. See, the start of Hannah's song echoes a song sung by the Israelites generations before. It's echoed down through history. It's part of their their identity, their DNA as a rescued people. We read uh, or we read through Exodus chapter 15 last year. I don't know if you remember that. We read this great song of praise to God after he delivered them from slavery to the Egyptians. And we read them singing this. I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. After being rescued from slavery, Israel responds in praise to God. And Hannah begins her prayer in much the same way. In a declaration that God is her rescuer, that he has given her victory. My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. After salvation comes praise. And Hannah is overjoyed at what God has done for her in giving her Samuel. Her grief has turned to praise. But the incredible thing here is that Hannah sees a bigger picture of what has occurred in her life. See, she is really caught up in the story of God's people, caught up in the story of his salvation. See, Hannah's perspective isn't just shaped by her circumstances, however negatively or positively, They impact her because her perspective, her vision is caught up in the eternal unseen yet knowable God who has revealed himself to his people in enormous, amazing power. And so she prays, praising God. There is no one like you, no one, no rock like our God. On the way into work or school or uni or wherever you're going this week, why not pray a prayer like Hannah prays at the start of 1 Samuel 2? If there is no one beside God, no rock like our God, hold up the things that are coming in your day next to Him, just like Hannah was doing with that chocolate bar. Consider why He is better than those things, better than your career, better than that subject or the day that you're moving into, the sport that you're going to be playing at school the friends that you get to catch up with, all really great things. It's better than that great lunch that you're looking forward to, that that coffee that you're hanging out for on the way to work. And praise, saying, there is no one like God. There is no one holy like you. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Hold the things ahead in your day up to God and see how much better he is than those things. And praise him for it. Remember, praise helps our vision and our heart be fixed on God as we remember and respond to who He is. As you move into your day, what better way to start than this? See, Hannah's prayer also reminds us, though, that God is the God who transforms as well. And she teaches us to praise Him for this. It's point two in your outline. In the book of 1 and 2 Samuel, we see God transform the leaderless Israel that was oppressed into a thriving nation. We see God bring low those who seek to oppress his people, just as he did in Egypt and in the wilderness. We see God do incredible things in the most unlikely and unexpected ways. And Hannah praises God for being the God who transforms. In verse 3, the proud boaster, the one who is arrogant, is put in their place. For the Lord is a God who knows, by him deeds are weighed. God knows, he sees everything. Verse 4 and 5, the bow of the warrior is broken, but the one who stumbles, who is weak, is armed with strength. The ones who were full of food, they now need to work for it. But those who hungered, who had none, they hunger no more. In verse 5, maybe Hannah is reflecting on her own experience. Maybe she bore other children, or maybe in Samuel she is content. The number 7 being the number of completion in Hebrew thoughts. While Penina pines away, she is still not content and she can no longer provoke and hurt Henna. In verse 6, we read, The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave, but He raises up from the grave. He sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and He exalts. The poor are raised from the dust. The needy lifted from the ash heap to be seated with princes. God flips the expected ways of the world onto its head he transforms and we see that in king david throughout one and two samuel don't we a humble shepherd becomes the king of israel a teenage boy stands before the mightiest warrior of the philistine nation goliath Like is arnold schwarzenegger He's still a known figure like for the youth youth put up your hand you know arnold schwarzenegger yep yep not in your head right it's like a year seven standing up to arnold schwarzenegger right And this teenage boy, the shepherd David, he takes him down with nothing other than a slingshot and a stone. And David says this, he says, All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's. God transforms the humble into the exalted, the shepherd David into a king. He has turned Hannah's grief into joy. And he doesn't bring any of this based on anything those people have done or have to bring. The battle is the Lord's, David says. And in the Lord, Hannah says, my horn is lifted high. Imagine something like a rhino standing tall after defeating another animal that's tried to claim it's young. Hannah's mouth boasts over her defeated enemies as they lie there. And it's because of the Lord's deliverance of Hannah. God transforms, God saves. There is no one like our God. In verse 8, Hannah says, The foundations of the earth are even the Lord's. On them he has set the world. There is no one like our God. He will guard the feet, we read, of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. When we reflect on our own lives and our own state before God of great need and forgiveness, our great need for someone to be able to deal with the mess in our lives, with the sin where we can't, we are in need of a God who can transform us from objects of His judgment into children of His grace. And that is what He has done. The incomparable God of salvation, who we can know, has done this. So when that same car ride or that form of transportation into work or school or uni or anywhere you're going this week... As you praise God that there is no one like him, praise God that he is the one who exalts the lowly, who turns grief to joy, who turns the weak strong, who in his great power and salvation has turned you into his beloved son or daughter. He has turned us into a new people, into a people of praise. You see, in the end, verse 10, God wins. It's point three. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Did you know that when Hannah prayed this prayer, there actually was no king in Israel? When Hannah prayed this prayer, the idea of an anointed king uh, didn't actually exist. See, 1 and 2 Samuel are all about how God provides a leader... Provides a king for a leaderless people. And Henna's prayer gives shape to how God will make that happen. He will exalt the humble. He will oppose the proud. Being the God who brings victory and deliverance where it would otherwise be impossible. So that everyone will know that it is God who has done this for his people. Just like he has for us. See, Hannah's prayer echoes down the storyline of the Bible to Luke chapter 1, where we read about the promised king that 1 and 2 Samuel only ever pointed towards in King David. Mary, at the news that she will bear a son and is to name him Jesus, which means God saves, says, My soul glorifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. God's salvation has come into the world in King Jesus. God's salvation has come to us. And just as Henna's praise of God is caught up in the story of God's people, our praise of God is caught up just the same. So think about this for just a moment. When God promised a king for his people in 1 Samuel thousands of years ago, uh, God actually had you in mind. But let's take it back even further than that. See, Paul the Apostle writes this in Ephesians. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship. That means to be adopted as the one with the privileges of the firstborn through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. And Why? Well, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has given us freely in the one he loves. Just let that sink in for a moment. See, God always was going to triumph over sin and death, was always going to win at the cross when Jesus died for you, and he had you in mind the whole entire time. What else does that make you want to do if not praise him? We have a lot of things to praise God for. Remember, praise helps our heart and vision be fixed on God as we remember and respond to who He is. And Henna has given us three ways, just three ways out of many ways to remember and respond to God in praise. There is no one like Him. He is the God who transforms and He is the God of victory. I'm going to play a song now to help us reflect on and praise God. And during that song, I'd love for you to just do one of two things. You'll see those printouts just on the seats around you. There's just a place there for you to write out something that you would like to praise God for this morning. There should be some pens floating around. There's a couple uh, just in the hallway as well if you're looking for those. If you can't find one of those slips of paper, just put it on the communication card as well. Uh, But in a few weeks, on February the 29th, I'm going to be in this hall from about 7.30. I'm going to be playing some songs and praying prayers of praise to God. And I'd love to invite anyone here to come and join me on that night. I'll remind you that it's coming up. Uh, But I'd love to praise God for what He's doing in your life and for the things that He's doing in the world or for the things you're just thankful to God for as you think about Him so I'd love it if on those pieces of paper you could write out what you were praising God for today and then put it in a container uh, that Piper uh, is going to pass around a bit later on in the service during the last song. On the 29th, we're going to use those pieces of paper uh, to help us praise God. Now, you can put your name on it, you can remain anonymous, it's, it's totally up to you. But please take the time to write on that piece of paper something that you want to praise God for. The other thing you can do during this time is to just sit and reflect on the words of this song, uh, to pray to God silently in your heart, praising Him for who He is, you can do that too. Uh, but before I sing, I'm just going to just going to pray. Let me lead us in prayer. Oh Lord God, we praise you that there is no one beside you. There is no rock like you, God. We praise you that you are the God who transforms hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. And who has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness to live eternally in the kingdom of the Son you love. We praise you that you are the God who wins, that you are the God who saves, that you are the God we can know. Lord, you alone are the God who is worthy of praise. And so we pray that as we go out into our weeks, that we would turn to you in praise. That our hearts and our vision might be fixed on you, our eternal God, to the praise of your glory.